The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. Coming up on Life Today, Robert Morris helps us understand what it looks like to take the day off. That's actually the wrong question. It's not what do I do, it's what do I not do. Mm. And what I don't do is whatever I do for work. So I might work around the house, might go to the lake, might sit around and do nothing. Now all that's fine. Might stare at Debbie all day. That's great too. Receiving God's gift of rest. Next. so privileged to have our pastor Robert with us today. Robert Morris at Gateway Church and he's written a new book Take the Day Off. It is uh, receiving a gift from God that's called rest. And even God rested. And Robert probably needs to preach to me, but he's already told him he needs to preach to me. And so I'm gonna, I'll confess and we'll let Robert <laughs> preach to me. Would you welcome Robert Morris back to life today? <laughs> you start on me, and then, I, and then I want you to really take off through this. All right, you know that God has, I feel like given me not only a gift, let's say, to preach, but I believe he's given me a gift to get people to come and sit down at the table of reason, yeah. have a civil conversation, uh, even across their tribal lines, their partisan lines, or their sectarian denominational lines. And we've seen miracles happen, right? We've watched right. it. Yeah. Okay, so would you recognize, and I've told all of our viewers, I love all of you, your children, your grandchildren, as much as I love the little children overseas that are starving and hungry. I love you just as much. I spend a lot of my time loving my neighbors here, mm -hmm. just like we do overseas, trying to be sure that we have freedom for their family and so we can continue to take the gospel to the ends of the earth by not letting freedom crash. So that's love. Yeah. All right, since I'm able to talk to leaders, it's real hard for me when I get a call from a leader. It's almost always urgent. I bet he'll say, you go 8 to 16 hours a day sometimes talking to me, right? Yes, yeah. And you say, and, I, and I've said to you, how do I not answer him? Help me. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm answering him. And, I'm, well, and, it, and I do the, get exhausted. Well, again, remember that the fourth commandment, which is rest one day a week, uh, is in God's top ten you wouldn't do any of the other top 10 violating the other top 10 talking to a leader. You wouldn't lie to a leader. You tell them the truth. That's the only thing that'll help them. You wouldn't steal from them. Uh, you wouldn't even covet what they have. I know you. You don't yep. covet what anyone has. I you know. love it mm -hmm. when God blesses other people. Right. You, you wouldn't tell them to get some idols and put it up in their home. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't do any of that. So if you take a day off, it really boils down to trust. And you're asking me to preach to you, and, and but you asked me to do it right here on television, so it's your Probably fault. The whole world. It's your fault. Yeah. <laughs> so you will be more effective if you're rested when you minister to these leaders than if you're tired. Your mind will be more creative. God so, knows that. So and just, it, don't, it, just don't answer. Don't answer somebody? the phone. Don't answer the phone. Now, uh, here's what Jesus said. It's not the it's not the letter of the law. It's the spirit of the law. 
So Jesus even said, if your ox falls in the ditch, pull it out on the Sabbath. Mm -hmm. So there are emergencies. Sure. And he understands sure. that. Every, life is every life. preacher and leader I know has ox in the ditch. That's exactly <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> but it could be because they're bad managers. <laughs> so, um, so, you know, if, you're, if your ox falls in the ditch every week, you got a problem. So you got to set policies and procedures in place. So, but one of the things also is that the Sabbath was a witness to the whole world that there was a God. Because the other countries would say to Israel, hey, I'll come in on Saturday, we'll finish this business deal. And they would say, we don't work on Saturday. And they'd say, why? And they'd say, well, because God created the world in six days and rested on the seventh. So we rest on the seventh. And they'd say, what God? So they could witness. So in the same way, when these leaders are saying to you, hey, I need you to talk to me, and you say, well, I'm not available because today is my day of rest, you're actually being a witness. Yeah. And these leaders need to take a day off too. And I've never had a leader call me. I, I help church leaders as well, and even government leaders. I've never had a leader call and say, Pastor Robert, I've been taking too much time off, and now I'm in trouble. <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, now true, I've fallen true. morally, or I've started yeah. drinking <laughs> excessively, or whatever. Never had that. They always say it the other way around. I'm working too much, mm -hmm. and now I've done something I shouldn't have done. Okay, I'm going to repent. I am. And Betty hold me, and when she sees you, she'll confess that I'm better or not well, I better. I think my big concern is I would see this happening to him. Yes. His mind would get tired. Yeah. You know, his body yeah. would get tired. Yeah. And to be honest with you, I would hear, I hear most of these conversations, and that doesn't mean I don't care or love the people he's talking to or anything, I get tired. Right. Yeah. It wears me you out. You get tired. <laughs> hey, I'll tell and you, so, so a friend of ours that we love and know and has the voice of so many people in the world, Sammy Rodriguez, mm -hmm. said to me about five years ago, Pastor Robert, I want you to be a mentor to me. And I said, you don't want me to be a mentor to you. And he said, yes, I do. I said, no, you don't. I said, because if I tell you something that's biblically sound, I will expect you to do it. And I know something you're violating, you need to change. And I talked to him about resting one day a week. And I said, Sammy, before I agree to be a mentor, I want permission to ask your wife if you're doing this. <laughs> and the next time I saw him, he gave me a great big hug, pulled his cell phone out and said, you want to talk to my wife? Oh, that's good. And right. here's what he said. He was just with us in our conference. And he said, Robert, five years ago, that conversation changed wow. my that's life. Awesome. And that's I'm awesome. more effective in ministry, mm -hmm. and I'm more effective as a husband and a father because of that one conversation. Okay, we're talking about ministers here a lot, leaders. What about just the average yeah. person? Why is it important? To well, because our, we have pressures in ministry, but they mm -hmm. have pressures. Absolutely. We have jobs. They have all these kids' activities. They have pressures with marriage. They're believers. They're under attack just as much. I mean, you and I reach people, but they reach people. They're going to reach people we've never reached. So it really doesn't matter what your profession is, whether you're vocational or non-vocational ministry. We're all ministry. We're all ministers. So every person, this, 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 the Ten Commandments, you know, it's like saying, well, ministers shouldn't commit adultery. Everybody shouldn't commit adultery. I mean, they're, they're for everybody. Yeah. So it really does boil down to, do we trust God? Do we really trust God? Say like, like they've got a presentation at work. And so instead of resting and then writing the presentation from a rested mind, they work and work and work and they, they, they uh, ignore their children or something or their wife during that time. Uh, the word Sabbath in Exodus 20 is, are the Ten Commandments. But it appears first in Exodus 16 with the manna, 
And God said, I will not provide manna from heaven for you on the seventh day. I'll provide it two days worth on the sixth day. So I want you to think about that. God is saying, I will not provide for you. Whatever your job is, and you got this presentation at work, and you're trying to present, I'm not, you're not going to get anything from me on the seventh day because I want you to rest on the seventh day. So it really boils down to a matter of, do I trust that if I do rest one day a week, that I can get more done in the six days because God will be helping me to get more done. Okay, can you describe rest for the average person? What does that mean? Does it mean sit around and do nothing? Does it mean have a diversion of something totally different? What what does it mean? Because people are say, how do I rest? I just sit around and read the Bible all day? Do I sit and stare at my spouse all day long? That would be nice. Well, I love it. I love that. I've got all kinds of ideas, too. (laughs) So even think about that our culture, our society today has to ask how to rest. Right. I'm asking. I I know. I know. But think about... 50 years ago, they didn't have to ask that question because they didn't carry their office with them everywhere they went. Mm We literally have yeah. our office in our in our pocket. Yeah. Everywhere we go. That's you have right. your computer on your phone. Yeah, and, and it's just amazing. So, so I get asked all the time, Pastor, what do you do on your Sabbath? And I say, well, I want to say something, but I want to say it lovingly. That's actually the wrong question. It's not what do I do. It's what do I not do. Mm. And what I don't do is whatever I do for work. So I might work around the house, might go to the lake, might sit around and do nothing. All that's fine. Might stare at Debbie all day. That's great too. But I don't, if I write write messages for work, I write books for work, uh, I have to uh, email leaders about different things. We just bought another campus today, you know, things like that. So I have to do things like that but I don't do them. For me, my seventh day is Monday because I'm getting ready for the weekend, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then I'm working on the weekend, actually. Mm -hmm. There are people that work, so they say, is the Sabbath Sunday? Actually, in Jewish culture, it was, I mean, they ask if it was Sunday. It was Saturday. Mm -hmm. The reason we began worshiping on Sunday was because Jesus rose on Sunday, and it was giving the first of our week to the Lord. So it's not so much the day. That's what the New Testament even tells us. It's not so much the letter again. It's the spirit. It's the principle. You're going to be refreshed in the presence of the Lord. So it might be a different day. I know some moms that will actually keep another mom's children one day, and then they'll switch on another day so that the mom Mm -hmm. can get some rest. So there are all sorts of creative ways you can do this. But what they testify to me after they start doing it is this changed our life. It changed our family. It it, it changed everything about us when we just simply started obeying God. And and this is also, it it wasn't something God commanded us because he was trying to keep us in line. The the Sabbath is a, a gift. It's a gift from God. Why would you not unwrap it? It's a bless. I mean, think about this. God says, hey, James, I want you to start taking a day off and you argue with him. <laughs> Why would you ever argue about getting a day off? Yeah. I mean, that used to be good when you went to work and your boss said, hey, take the day off. <laughs> that was a blessing. Well, the, the boss is telling us to take a day off. You know, when I get still, I see him everywhere more clearly. I'm not distracted. I'm attracted to him and everything he created. Heaven and earth declares his glory. 
I can see it. He said he revealed himself in everything he created so yeah. that we're without excuse. Yeah. You say you don't know him, well, you yeah. just have him open your eyes and look because yeah. he's everywhere. He's yeah. revealed himself. So what I find is that when I'm resting <clears throat> and I'm refreshed, and tell me if this makes sense. I feel like I hear him more clearly. You do. I feel like I feel like the clutter's not there. That's exactly. And I find out sometimes it's like a wave comes in that so lightens my load and brightens my day that I'm able to brighten everybody else's day and lighten their load. Right. And you what you that? share many times with leaders is what you heard when you were resting. Yes. No question. Absolutely. When you were refreshed. Mm -hmm. So and so I go into so much detail in the book. So it's almost like people could say, like you almost, okay, I'm convicted, I'm gonna repent. But I really want to get the book because I went into a lot of detail. We have in other countries, in Japan, they found a man dead at his workstation. And they look back to at his HR records, he had worked almost 16 hours a day, seven days a week. 110 hours a week. And but here's the big kicker. He was 34 years old. Mm. He died at 34. Well, what he'd done was he'd worked a whole lifetime uh, what, before he was 34. So in, in the Japanese language, they actually have a, a word now, a new word they've added to the dictionary to describe working oneself to death. Mm. The Korean nation had to do it too, in the language, and the Chinese had to do it too. These are cultures that are not based on Judeo-Christian principles. In America, we used to always have stores closed on Sundays. We just knew that. We, we don't do it much more. Take Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A, the average fast food restaurant, mm -hmm. is open seven days a week, but also 24 hours a day. Yeah. Average fast food restaurant makes a million dollars a year. Chick-fil-A, which is only open six days and not 24 hours, five million. Mm -hmm. Average. Five million average, mm -hmm. just from doing it God's yeah. way. Same way with Hobby Lobby. Yeah. Same way with Hobby Lobby. I just met with the Greens yesterday. Yeah. They're wonderful people. They really yeah. are. Yeah. Okay, what do you want everybody to hear right now that's watching? You're saying we need to take a day off, find a time, get refreshed. You can watch something you enjoy. You can yeah. be diverted. Could you go, let's just say you thought, man, I like the exercise. I'm going to go take a chainsaw and cut some firewood. Absolutely. Yeah, be Absolutely. sure and start your chainsaw before you try to cut it, okay? Yeah, yeah don't chop. Okay. <laughs> but, but that's, that's a diversion. It's something job. different. Don't do your job. Do a hobby. Uh, you know, do, read a magazine. Read a book for fun, not a leadership book or a book that has to do with work. Just read something. Just relax. And it is amazing what will happen. There was a, I talk about an artist in this book that designed album covers for many of the famous groups that we would know. And he started reading about this and decided, see, many workplaces are now giving sabbaticals. And they don't even know where the word Sabbath came from. I'm talking about corporate workplaces giving sabbaticals. He decided to take a sabbatical and he realized that he had so many creative ideas during that sabbatical that that actually carried him until his next sabbatical. And now he takes regular sabbaticals. And I don't think he's Jewish. I didn't get that opinion or that he's even a Christian. He just learned that there's a principle and these principles, for instance, not committing adultery works for everyone. It's principle, uh, whether you're a Christian or not. Uh, not lying works for everyone. Not stealing works for everyone. Resting one day a week 
works for everyone. And it added to his creativity and his artwork. That's exactly He right. got the inspiration just like you were talking about us as ministers and anybody gets ideas that carry them on through the week. I think a lot of times we'll get how we deal with the problem we have with the family because we're our mind's clear, we're not cluttered. And I do believe, I believe God really likes to talk to us, especially when he finds that we're willing to settle listen to his voice and we desire to heed his voice, incredible fellowship occurs. You find that happening when you're on your day of rest? I that, find, that you're yes. having a fellowship relationship that's refreshing yes. in itself? Yes. And as a matter of fact, here's what I do, because I do hear things that I could use in a message that could help someone. So what I do literally is just text myself. I get this creative thought but I'm not going to go and start writing on working on the message. I got you. I just email you just myself, text myself, mm -hmm. you know, just, you can dictate it and just catch that thought and then go right back. I, uh, you know, I, I have some land and, and we, you and I both love land and I have a tractor. <laughs> I, get, I get more enjoyment from driving that tractor <laughs> and I'll be studying in the morning and then boom, I'm driving a tractor and get a thought that actually is what everybody talks about in the message on Sunday is that thought I got when I was resting and when yeah, I was refreshed. Right. Y'all appreciate Robert sharing this with us, just the way he'll get, get an insight. Did you move by God to write this and to, and to teach it because of the impact it had on you? Was that what motivated you to say, I've that's, got to share this because it's so good. God knows it is. I've experienced it. That's what first motivated me. And then studying the scriptures and realizing Jesus saying, listen, we didn't create man for the Sabbath. In other words, to serve the Sabbath. We created the Sabbath for you. This is a gift from the Father and me that will help you. We all have an emotional tank a physical tank, a spiritual tank, and a mental tank that we're draining every day. And God gave me this analogy. He said, you're like the 18-wheeler, Robert, the big tank that drives around and fills up uh, gas stations. Mm -hmm. And you fill up the, your leaders, and you fill up your family, and you fill up other Christian leaders. You do the same thing. You are exactly that. You fill up people all the time. Here's the problem, though. you got to go back to the refinery at some point. And he said, Robert, when you go back to the refinery, you have to just sit there and do nothing while that truck's refilling. I believe that. And he said, heart. so you decide, I can't just sit around and do nothing. So you go out and try to start filling up other people, but you're running on fumes yep. and you know, have yes. no fuel to fill up the That's other people. Isn't that good? Y'all really appreciate good. our pastor, Robert Moss. <laughs> Robert, we love you. We thank you. Love Debbie. Love the kids. I am. Uh, the book is in the bookstores. You can get it online. I'd say run, hitchhike, whatever, get a bike, whatever. You got to <laughs> go get it, but you can get it online. They'll deliver it to you a lot of times real quick. Uh, I will say this to you. We're going to show you some children and some families that have great need. They're the least of these. And Jesus says, you touch them, you've touched me. I believe you're going to want to do it. The viewers of life are givers of life. It's beautiful. We're going to say thank you with this book as well as a beautiful, beautiful uh, CD by Anthony uh, uh, Evans that will bless you. I want you to look right here. I want you to listen and you see if you can't be the solution to the problem right now that's being presented. I'm telling you, you are the perfect miracle answer to the challenge and the need. Watch closely. You're going to be excited to be a miracle.
The pain that comes from losing a child is indescribable. There simply are no words. It is possibly the worst experience one can know in this life. And to realize that your child has died due to malnutrition causes a parent to be riddled with guilt for not being able to provide the necessary food to sustain their child's life. For so many parents, like Margarita, she did all she could for her baby, but it simply was not enough. Margarita's grief became almost unbearable when her youngest child, she now holds in her arms, appeared to have died as well. Just like Margarita has been given a second chance, we now have a chance to be an answer to her prayers. You know, Margarita, I can't see you. I've, I've seen so many mothers like you, Betty and I have, and I just want to tell you, you're beautiful. And we would hold you in our arms and ask God to heal a broken heart, and we understand that. And the wonderful thing is, though, you know, a lot of times we fight diseases and we don't seem to be able to find the cure and we don't see the miracle, but there's the perfect cure for what took your child's life and can spare the life of others in your family and those around you. Betty, our viewers have been the healing miracle for millions and millions, mm -hmm. and we're not exaggerating when we tell you that probably at least 15 million people, children, mostly lives, have been saved by you. And then the missionaries have reported consistently that we've led more people to Christ in those areas. If we saved 5 million lives in an area, we would win more than 5 million people to Christ in that area because they saw the love of God displayed, not just proclaimed, or declared, but demonstrated. Love not just in word, but in deed. You've done that, and I want to thank you for it. Because you've seen that love never fails. And so what we're asking all our viewers to do right now, would you help us give life for the next months to three, five, or ten children? Or, or could you even think about this? Are you able, because God has given you the ability, could, could you help us feed a uh, hundred kids? Could you give $1,000? Father, what an incredible gift. God, to touch these lives. But please understand this. It's real important for three. $30, 50 for five, and 100 for 10 for the next months to give them food. and Not total child care. Life-nourishing, life-saving food given in love. Would you right now please Go online or dial the number. Get, get your bank card, please. You may have to walk over and get it. Do it. It's, it's really better to respond right now because it's so easy to distract you. You don't intend to. But get that bank card and use it like a check. That's how we should use those cards, like a check. Go online or dial the number. Say, here's my gift of 
30, 50, 100. If you give a thousand or more, I believe you'll do it. I just believe you will. We have some gifts to send you, and we don't send you a gift to get a gift. We send you a gift because we love you. Anthony Evans, when he did this song, his mother's fighting cancer. A real serious battle, the whole family, Tony Evans and Priscilla Shower, all of them. And yet the joy of the Lord was there. We're sending this to you that you can have an altar experience and see things altered by the power of God. That's the title of this. We have some beautiful little mugs to give you that'll joy and faith reminders. We give that to you just to say, thanks, we love you. But you're giving the greatest gift. You're giving life. And we'll share Jesus. Would you please make that gift right now? We have a beautiful bronze to send you in the shepherd's arms. If you can make that $1,000 gift tomorrow, I'll pray you will. Thank you so much. If you get a busy when you call, be determined. I'm going to get through. I'm going to be somebody's miracle today. Thank you for doing it. Mission Feeding began with a promise to be there in times of crisis for thousands of hurting and hungry children in their time of need. Now more than ever, we need your help to save lives by feeding and caring for children across the continent of Africa. With food reserves gone and many areas experiencing severe famine, we urgently need to replenish our supplies to reach the 400,000 children who are counting on us. Your gift of love can be the miracle answer to a desperate mother's prayer. Call now with your life-saving gift of 30, 50, or $100 that will help feed and care for three, five, or 10 children for three full months. With your gift, we'll send you the Altered Worship CD by Anthony Evans. This powerful full-length album includes unique versions of some of today's most cherished worship songs that are sure to uplift and inspire you. With your gift of $100 or more, please request a filled with faith and joy travel mug set. These 12-ounce mugs are crafted with large handles, double-layered insulation, and vacuum-sealed lids to prevent spills. Each mug includes a message to remind you of God's blessings and faithfulness. Finally, with your gift of $1,000 or more to help feed and care for 100 children, be sure to request our commemorative bronze sculpture, Safe in the Shepherd's Arms. Please call, write, or make your gift online today. Well, I just want to join Betty and really all the families that are going to be grateful for what your love does for them in the lives of the least of these, the most often overlooked. We'll send you Robert Morris's book. It'll be a tremendous blessing to you if you just put arms of love around some of these children and give them a future and give them hope, give them food. Thank you so much for doing it. And Robert, you know we love you and appreciate you. And I know all of you here, you'd like to join Betty and me and say thank you, Pastor Robert Morris. Thank you. And all of you at home and all around the world, let's get the book. Let's rest. It's for you. And then let's do something for others. Let's put God's arms around. Thanks for your help. God bless you.
Tomorrow, from Good Morning America, The Morning Show with Regis Philbin, and The Today Show, Kathy Lee Gifford shares her journey to a deeper understanding of God's Word. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.